sofas, recliners, love seats. Everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Yeah. Oh, man, I will say, especially. <laughs> Did you just stretch before you sat to uh, talk? <laughs> what is yeah. wrong with you? Well, I'm already making those noises. Oh, no. buddy. Every time I move now, I don't know what happened to me. I will say, during a fucking whatever our, our little funny little mini pandemic we're in the middle of right now, to go to a yoga class that I tried to go to, and then you sit there yeah. and you're like, the whole purpose of this is breathing. So everybody, right. you're in a, you're in this thing, and you're just thinking about like I'm slathered with hand sanitizer. I'm putting hand sanitizer on the fucking my car door for some reason. You know what I mean? I'm just sure. like this will help me. Just like some kind of panic thought. I'll be like this will keep me safe. Just like opening things with my shirts, bringing extra shirts with me to open up the. I don't. It's like I'm just I'm going insane. But then I I volunteer to go to yoga. I pay to go to yoga. Right. And people are just going. <laughs> all these people with gray toenails like all the yoga men uh, yoga men are disgusting is that right it's, yoga women are, are all beautiful different shapes sizes all expressing themselves but something about a yoga guy mm. as he becomes one over time as he morphs into one uh-huh. something happens where his just fucking his hair turns into nails you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> hey what's up everyone how you doing welcome to the relaxed fit last podcast on the left I am Ben with Marcus and of course yoga Henry Zabrowski uh, <gasps> There he is. I had it. I want to really release that breath today, guys. (sighs) I have love to send you guys from Syracuse, Albany, and uh, and Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, I thank you all so much for coming out to the uh, Hail Yourself America documentary. And everyone says hello, and they love you, and they're excited to uh, see us on the road. Whenever that happens, at this point again, uh, when it comes to the coronavirus, we are uh, in the same boat as all of you. We will uh, have the same information at the time that you get the information as uh, of right now all of our shows are still a go but of course we will uh, we will play it things by are here. things are literally on a day-to-day basis so yes. we have no freaking clue eventually they will tell us what we're supposed to do and then we will do that yes and, and no we will do and that's <laughs> we got into the business to, we got into this business to not have a job but why does it feel like in this particular scenario it's like it's like Mother Nature is our boss. Right, right, right. Um, and I I don't like it. No. No. Well, you know what I say to Mother Nature? I give it a hellish rebuke, yes. which is the D&D card that a fan gave me. And <laughs> I did it to Henry. And the hellish rebuke, Marcus, you point your finger at the creature that damaged you, which is you, Marcus. You've I, damaged me. I have not damaged and you yes, in you any way whatsoever. Well, I've done nothing but support you for 10 years. Right there. That's Whoa. damaging because then he said that I couldn't support myself. And then so I point my finger at you and then I say, hellish, I say, Hellish rebuke, and then you're covered in flames. No, but you can do a dexterity roll. Yes, 
what he's not adding is that you can roll a dexterity roll to, to deflect. Yeah. But no, I, we, we are, we're, we're taking it seriously. We're, you know, just like everybody else should. Yes. Uh, and, you know, once, as soon as we find out something as to, to what's going on with the tour, uh, if it does end up getting um, canceled for April, then we're going to yes. be postponing it until later on in the year, just like every other you know, band who's had to cancel a, a tour over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but yeah, where, don't worry. Where, wherever you are, where you've bought tickets, we will come to you eventually, even if uh, we can't come in April. Absolutely. Don't we worry, will. though. Carrot Top has not canceled a single <laughs> show. That is true. He has not canceled yeah. a single show. He's straight up saying, being like, they got to make me cancel. Like, that's that's an interesting take. Yeah. All right. That's that's yeah. a that's the performance style of Carrot Top. You gotta love them. Follow them yeah. on Instagram. And everybody but, out there, you know, just to, just be be careful, take it seriously, be safe, uh, and uh, we hope that everybody's fine out there. And I would just say this: I talked about this on Able Against Top Hat. You don't need all the sanitizer. Leave some for your neighbors. Yeah. Because if you hoard all the sanitizer <laughs> and all your neighbors some. are still filthy, it doesn't Let really matter how yeah. clean you are. Have some. Yes. Uh, I, Be a responsible uh, American. Please. Please, please, think well, about, please think about your neighbors and everything you do over the next, uh, in the coming weeks and months. Please think about your neighbors. Please think about your fellow Americans. What I would think about the, uh, the next couple of days, what's really nice, though, is uh. that I really get to, it's really just me. Mm-hmm. And whatever happened to JFK <laughs> for the next like two weeks? It's the truth, right? Because I've already been we we've been prepping for the next two episodes of last podcast on the left. I I'm not going to say hope it's just two. I'm pretty certain it's going to be two. Yes, because there's just so many hours of of tape and and different books about every single thing of all the different. I'm going to say up to twelve shooters that Whoa. were in Dealey Dealey Plaza. They were all. In Dealey Plaza, at the same time, waiting to kill JFK. And that's according to Ole Domagarg, who is a... Um, <laughs> he just says a lot of stuff, and he doesn't need facts. He just needs ideas. But right. I am fucking up to my eyebrows in it, friends. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm on hour three of nine on yeah. The Men Who Killed Kennedy. I'm uh, bringing oh him down with goodness. me. <laughs> Anytime, He's me down. I'm, getting into the, I'm getting into the mindset, man. I'm, right. I'm, I'm getting into it. Anytime you have nine a nine-hour docuseries on who potentially killed a president, I think it's going to get confusing. <laughs> I think it might get confusing at some point. Well, because it's really all about choosing what are what is everybody's favorite storylines, right? Right. Because that's because a lot of it is. I think our listeners, as they listen to those episodes, I think everybody's got their favorite pet theory. We have our what we believe is something closer to the truth, or or whatever has at this point. Is there such a thing as a truth? I don't even I don't even know because there's so many different takes on this topic. Right. So we're going to try and hit a lot of the some of the the, the best hits. Yeah. So that you can people in the back and be like, yeah, fucking Benjamin, you know, and they're. <laughs> like super excited but Absolutely. the goal is to also weave some of the really interesting stuff like how does bio warfare make its way into the jfk assassination storyline right. how does multiple clones find their way into Ooh. the jfk storyline how does the corsican mafia find their way into the jfk storyline it's a you know it's it's confusing and definitely natalie has completely sequestered herself to her like loft office while i've taken over the entire living room with like five or six books about jfk and just his head just fucking exploding again right right 
<laughs> well, that's amazing. Your wife has quarantined herself, not because of a deadly virus, but because of you. Uh, so let's talk about that, then, because obviously when it comes to JFK, there's a lot of side periphery stories. We want to talk about, um, do we want to talk about Badge Man? Do we want to talk about Babushka Woman and Babushka Umbrella woman. Man? Do you guys want to go down like the, the line of uh, potential well, gonna- assassins? You'll, you're going to see, Kissel, we'll, we'll have a menu set up uh, <laughs> as we go, because some of these witnesses are so much fun, and there's just, but right now we're kind of in the world of 1980s JFK assassination conspiracy. Yeah, that's but the things, men who killed Kennedy. That's like 88. Okay. It's 88, which was supposed to be the definitive, we got this, but then they made three more after the original six, so there's nine hours oh of the God. men who killed Kennedy, which is, and I went ahead and I bought the old box set. I because they like you used to be able to get from the History Channel, like with you used to call in, and it was another like boyhood dream I got to f- fulfill where I bought one of those conspiracy <laughs> theory DVD sets. Yeah, and that just, was fun. I just got my Encyclopedia Britannica, and I am loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it. Remember that when encyclopedias were the hottest thing that's ever happened to this country? So much information. <laughs> well, that's how I learned how to masturbate. Wait, what? I started hearing the term masturbation, and when I'd sit in the bath, right, as a boy, my body would be changing and it's growing disgusting. in different ways, and just in, in important ways, uh-huh. in a way a boy travels towards a man. And I would stick, <laughs> I would stick my penis outside of the surface of the water, and being like, but there was enough tension. I couldn't figure out what what do I do to get this going? Yeah, because so, you would be having sex with the world's largest vagina. Yes, if that was the case, you were in a tub. There is no tension. But then I look up masturbation in the, in the encyclopedia, and it said, I forget what was this term, I think it was self-manipulation, Like, so the, and I didn't know what to do, so I would say stuff to my penis, like, you don't know how to make a meal! Like, you know, like, <laughs> say weird things where I was trying to get in its head. And then I was like, no, 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 with the hands. You don't know how to make a meal. <laughs> and then you immediately ejaculate. <laughs> All right. Well, that's very good. That's actually very yeah. healthy, and you have an inquisitive mind, and you always Always did. Yes, absolutely. It's very important to get the demons out. I talk about this, Natalie, all the time. You got to get them out of the way so you can think like a normal person again. We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to JFK, should we talk about? Do you guys want to go down the mistress's road or what? Because I know the audience has been like. First of all, thank you so much for the great response from the audience. Yeah, Uh, you guys have been so awesome. And as Henry said. I am excited to get to the different conspiracy theories and stuff like that because I know for a fact people have been screaming in their cars <laughs> and it'll be nice to <laughs> sort of... No, no, as soon as they hear it. Yes. But that, well, we, we thought we could take a little opportunity in this episode to cover some of the stuff we don't know if we'd have time to get to in the next two episodes that it's a little bit more just kind of juicy, Ooh. almost in page seven category. Like, oh, that, yeah. It's that world. I da- absolutely know. It's we're getting into the gossipy side. Ooh. The stuff that doesn't really. I mean, it, it is a conspiracy unto itself, but it is not necessarily a larger part of the big conspiracy. Although it could fit, it could plug itself into some of those conspiracies at some point. So it's just that simple, folks. <laughs> it's just that simple. So any, you know, a president normally like think about how much tush. Obama could have rubbed. Sure. If sure. he wanted to. Well, he had a beautiful he was, wife. He was okay. He, he was that's very what I was satisfied. Saying. Yeah. Yeah, she was making love, right? She was making love to him, I imagine. Yes, right? I think so. Getting the president's devils out of him. Yes. Because can't you imagine how much bigger 
sperms do you think a president gets over time? Where they're sitting mm. there all blocked up. You're avoiding war, right? right? You're trying to avoid war. War is how a president gets his philosophical sperms out. Sure. Right? And so, but how do you get the the physical ones out? Well, you know, you gotta sperm, go. sperm are not goldfish. They don't just get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> I, they, that, I'd be very scared to just leave my cum in there amongst themselves. Yeah, because one I don't not, want my... One does not graft to the other until ju- there's just one gigantic super sperm. <laughs> it's coming out! It's coming out! You've got to fucking no, no, stop to death when it comes out of your cock. It's not a Frank Henenwater movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're about to get into the president's mini romantic encounters. Uh oh, that's one way to put it. So can, you, th- can we do the theme song to the Red Shoe Diaries? <laughs> that was the classy one. That was too artsy for me to masturbate to. Really? <laughs> By the way, Shannon Tweed, if you're out there listening or anyone knows Shannon Tweed, tell her I love her mm-hmm. and thank you for the memories. <laughs> Shannon Tweed was amazing. <laughs> yeah, she was great. She I, was I, unreal. I, I had her issue of Playboy. Thank you. I'm going to look up. I want to see how old she, she is at this point in time. She 63. Is, she looks good. 63? Yeah, man. She's wow. looking good. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're just the type of mistake she could make. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the many personal failings that have come to light about President John F. Kennedy since his death is just how many times and with how many women he slept with while being married to his wife, Jackie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's very bad to... You should never betray your wife, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Jackie had a really sad marriage to JFK. Yes. Yeah. I do not think she was a very happy woman, unfortunately. No, no, not do you, at all. But it sounds like she... I mean, I um, this is me speaking completely out of school here. I have no fucking clue. It did sound like she did managed to have like uh, her own place in the White House. She made it a fashionable thing. Like she was the one that made the White House and their relationship like kind of fashion icon. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, partly JFK's penchant for illicit sex has to do with something we mentioned about JFK in episode three. And it's one of the more interesting dualities about JFK. Because of his many health problems, Kennedy lived a fatalistic, balls-to-the-wall, day-at-a-time lifestyle in his personal life, while his public policies always look to the future concerning the American public. What does the term, I know what balls-to-the-walls mean, but at some point did someone have their balls on a wall and then they're like, (laughs) Harry is really going nuts! Ah, this is interesting. First attested in the 1960s in the context of aviation, coined by pilots whose throttle levers had round ball-like tops... And when they were going balls to the wall, that meant they were going as fast as humanly possible. Whoa! Damn, I didn't think I was going to learn anything today. (laughs) I'm actually kind of upset with myself. I sort of set out. I I set out to get dumber today. (laughs) Now you can stream the live TV you love for just forty bucks a month with Sling TV. Get your favorite channels and shows for the best price. If you want live sports, Sling has all the football playoffs and pro and college basketball. Stay up to date with breaking news from around the world with MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. Sling also has reality, TV, popular entertainment, kid shows, and more. Sling costs almost half as much as other live TV providers, so you can watch more and pay less. Sling is easy. Sign up in minutes, stream at home or on the go on up to three devices, and record up to 50 hours with included DVR space. Get flexible channel lineups that put you in control. Pause, change, or cancel your service at any time. You'll never get locked into a long-term contract. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love 
for a price you love. The last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses Filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothes what we also are going to offer and i mean this we're trying to get into giraffe rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses photoshop the horses into other celebrities but stop riding them save a horse ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah. Very key. You gotta communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is Data. And you're kissing a lady on another planet. And Data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus me. Because I do use Grammarly, but it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank I get it. Yes. But still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today, right? But Grammarly really does help. Because that's what we all need. A stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. See, Kennedy didn't just have his injuries from World War II to contend with. He had a series of compression fractures in his lower back caused by a degenerative bone disease. He had Addison's disease, which caused his blood pressure to wildly fluctuate up and down. And he suffered from chronic irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, All this he- shit he dealt with since he was a teenager. 
he was in a lot of pain, and but he also was a war hero. He saved a bunch of people during a boat explosion. Damn. I want to say, but he was famous for like even though he was in a tremendous amount of pain constantly his whole life right he saved a guy like he pulled a guy onto an island that was like a whole it's like a it's a very weird mythic story where they almost died him and a bunch of people from from some some disaster during a war where he pulled a bunch of people onto this weird oasis island and they sat and watched and then kennedy's like we gotta get out there i'm the first man in from the harbor that swams longer than half a mile <laughs> so i'm gonna get out there and he said he would swim out there and he he ended up saving all those boys so Sweet is, young boys. Is it safe to say that John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy, those were the only two good... Were they, were they truly good Kennedys? Yeah. I mean, because Ted mean, Kennedy's that, a murderer, and then everyone after that has, like, really just... They're just weird. Personally, like, personally, uh, John F. Kennedy was not a great person. Bobby Kennedy... Maybe a little bit better. Professionally, they were great Kennedys. Yeah. Like professionally, they were they were great people. As far as like politicians go, yeah, they uh, they were pretty fucking good. Yeah. Why uh, do but- I feel like we're gonna get uh, three thousand emails <laughs> from that statement? I feel like they're because we're pl- we're applying all of these things to them because I don't know what good and bad even means. What does it even mean? Well, when you compare it to presidents who came after and presidents before, like they, mm. uh, I would say I'd definitely put him on the top of the, like near the top of the last, I don't know, 30 years. All right. Well, speaking of presidents coming, let's get back to JFK's <laughs> love life. Well, his experience in World War II, what that earned him was a metal plate on his spine, Ooh. but that metal plate never fully healed over. It, that meant that you could actually look into a hole, an open hole on JFK's back and see the metal plate on his spine. Ugh. It's like Iron Man. Yeah, but it's got to be kind of a hot thing to do for girls. I mean, like, hey, all right, hey, go over to the refrigerator, grab a magnet. I'm going to show you something cool. <laughs> oh, my God. The coolest thing is he's like a refrigerator. <laughs> well, because of all these problems, JFK had to take up to 10 medications a day just to function. Among others, JFK took powerful steroids for his back problems, as well as antispasmodics, painkillers, and muscle relaxants like phenobarbitone. Is that what we want our president on? He yeah, still did I mean, great. I mean, he was on all this shit, and he still, I mean, I maybe he didn't do they, well with Bay of Pigs, but he definitely got us through the Cuban Missile Crisis. And I guess being on a bunch of quaaludes would help during the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> quaaludes, I mean, you got to be able to relax a little bit, sure. but apparently they are, they're a lot of fun. Technically, these aren't quaaludes. I did look it up because okay. I was curious to see if phenobarbitone was quaaludes. But quaaludes, as we know it, a cousin to phenobarbitone. These are uh, muscle relaxants. You can still get phenobarbitone. Quaaludes are gone off the market and have been for years. Is that what they gave all the kids in Nightmare on Elm Street so they wouldn't <laughs> stop dreaming? <laughs> oh, man. I, I, that's hard to stop dreaming. All you got to do is fucking smoke hash before you go to sleep and then you'll never dream ever again. I am happy you're on this hash train, by the way. I don't know if I am. I feel really confused. <laughs> now, all these health problems don't necessarily excuse JFK's behavior concerning his marital fidelity, but all that, combined with a, admittedly a rich boy mentality, I can do whatever I want, certainly helps you understand why JFK lived life with reckless abandon, hmm. particularly when it comes to his baser instincts. And the thing was is that giving in to those baser instincts caused even more health problems. He had sex with so many women so hmm. often 
that he Hell suffered yeah. from a semi-permanent urinary tract infection. What? But that okay, still hold. didn't stop him. I don't piss. <laughs> I don't believe in pissing. I save my piss until it becomes shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy is constantly shitting, right? Because he's got, isn't that irritable bowel? It's just, you got you to go. Yeah. It, it, and, then he's got time a UT, time. and then he's got a UTI. Yeah. He's got a back that you can see through. Mm-hmm. Why were people attracted to him again? <laughs> he was very handsome from the shoulders up, but it does sound like he does sound kind of inbred. A little bit, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, it does. It does. It sounds like a. It sounds like he's got quite a few King's diseases. Yes, he does. Yeah, but he yes. wasn't inbred, as far as I know. No, as far as you know, <laughs> as far as you know. Oh, okay. So from here on out in this segment, we're going to be dealing almost exclusively in rumor, innuendo, <gasps> and unverified facts, more suited That's to the favorite. blind items than to a serious study of President John F. Kennedy. So I'm Hell just saying yeah. that right up top. This is, this is going to be a lot of rumor. This is going to be quite juicy, <laughs> my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Spill the tea, I've heard. That's the term. Go get your sponge, boys and girls. It's time to get juicy. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Thank God I brought all these sponges from the grocery store. It's the only thing that was left. <laughs> all right. Get ready to get dumber, I guess. <laughs> now, this is our first dip of the toe into the JFK conspiracy world. So, I want to stress that what I'm about to talk about is not verified in any way unless... I explicitly say that it has been verified. Okay. Because some of these things have been verified. Can you proceed the things that are verified with dog meat says? (laughs) (laughs) Don't trust me. Trust the sources. Sure. Sure. Sure, absolutely. So apparently, JFK once confided to the British Prime Minister that he got headaches if he went more than three days without sex, and the president's aides reportedly referred to his many sexual partners as the president's aspirin. Wow. That was like, yeah, I mean, that was code. Aspirin I with two it. S's. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, Kissel, yeah. <laughs> there it is. And I miss a president who drinks. Well, did now was JFK a booze hound or a butt hound? I uh, think both. You got to be both if you're going to be both. I mean, he was a party boy. Was he a party he, boy? He liked okay. he liked to party. I All mean, right. he wasn't. I wouldn't call him a booze hound. I would if I were to choose out of him or Lyndon Johnson. Oh, like, Lyndon is a booze who, hound. Yeah, who who consumed more whiskey? Yes. I would say Johnson. Absolutely, Lyndon yeah. Johnson. LBJ didn't need to fuck. To feel good, he the, the power of the presidency was almost enough for him. When you're yes. JFK and you're born into power and born into money, I imagine even just being president is kind of boring. Yeah. That was kind of what one of the weird outsider things they said about that was interesting about our current president is that he was so used to having staff, he was already yelling at people and giving people orders from inside the White House, where most people that arrive at the White House for the first time, it's the first time that they're having like a butler or a chef or like those types of high level, like super rich accoutrement. And JFK was just super used to it. And by the way, we've gotten a lot of reaction to the amount of knowledge that I have about Lyndon Johnson's dong. Uh, there's very few things that stick into my mind, like the memories of Lyndon Johnson's mm-hmm. penis. Cool. And it's talked about extensively in documentaries. The dude, that, remember that we got one email, I forgot the story of him, LBJ, pissing on the leg of a Secret Service officer. And he's like, Mr. President, uh, you're peeing on my leg. And he's like, I know I am. That's my prerogative. That is why it's surprised. It's surprising that Kennedy was the one that got killed. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not to say that JFK was some sort of Don Juan great lover. 
Yes, he did sleep with a lot of women, but according to Starlet Angie Dickinson, quote, sex with Jack Kennedy was the best 20 seconds of my life. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) According to her and many others, JFK did not believe in foreplay and engaged in sex almost compulsively. It really was get naked and he stuck it in for 20 seconds. He was done and then it's like, okay, let's go eat. Wow. It was his aspirin. Yeah. It literally just was his medicine. He just needed to get it out of his... I'm, thinking, I'm not saying that that's right or or wrong, but he had to get it out of there. And then, unfortunately, you also... You are fucking a president. Sure. So, I mean, does oh, he this, have a lot of time? This started long before he was president. Oh. He was a senator. This, yeah, he was Senators a senator. don't have that much time. And then before that, he was a tennis player. I think they're super busy. He's a World War II veteran, that, and that yeah. was exhausting. <laughs> that was so a big you can imagine. <laughs> yes. All right. So he's he's a uh, wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Let's go have some steak. Absolutely. Now, besides Angie Dickinson, JFK was also rumored to have slept with socialite Mary Meyer, <gasps> mobster mall Judith Campbell, alleged German spy Ellen Romecht, his Ooh. press secretary Pamela Turner, and okay. two White House aides nicknamed Fiddle and Faddle. For a total, for a, that is disgusting. By the way, that is absolutely disgusting. Also, if you're Fiddle, at least you're not Faddle. Like if you're Faddle, you're like, oh my god, I wish I was as cool as Fiddle. <laughs> Oh, so wish that he didn't call me Faddle. I wish that he just at least call me Fiddle. No, he calls me Fiddle because I like to play the fiddle and I love to suck his weird. I mean, no one ever, uh, as far as I know, really commented on the president's penis size. I mean, it, it, and I usually take that to mean average. average you know? yes. if, if no one says like it was particularly small or particularly yeah. large, because with Lyndon Johnson, as we know, it was particularly large and people talk about it. Quite a bit. I mean, he also didn't have sex with Eileen Warnos, who apparently just gosses gosses all about penis size. (laughs) Was it Ario Speedwagon? Who was the who was Ario Speed? It was a guitarist from Ario Speedwagon. Oh, I thought it was no. It was was, yes. It was Foghat. It was Foghat. That's That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look up how tall JFK was. He's six foot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably he's probably not. But he's not like it's not kind of like you know how dangly nerd like gangly nerds. A lot of time have like huge cocks. Oh, yeah. You have really thin arms and really thin legs and are very tall. Sometimes you have a big dick. But I think if you're six foot tall and fairly compact, your penis is probably pretty normal. It's probably, yeah, probably normal. Yeah. 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 And according to author Gore Vidal, who's a bit of a gossip. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I think so indeed. Best of uh, Best of Enemies is actually a very interesting documentary. Gore Vidal who is, and. Uh, who is Gore Vidal? He's a, uh, he's a philosopher. He's a. Uh, man. He was he was of a time where we really wanted to have intellectuals. Yeah, and he would go and he would debate. <laughs> he, he would debate uh, William Buckley, who was the he, who started National Review, and Gore Vidal was the liberal, and Buckley was the conservative. And they actually made it. Uh, they got very famous. I believe it was the '64 election, actually, mm-hmm. where they were on live TV fighting with each other, and it, they are actually very fun. To watch each other fight, to watch, but they hated each other in a very rich person way. And although he is American, he had a British accent. Yeah. Well, Gore Vidal's, he's one of those people, uh, kind of like Truman Capote yes. back in the days when we would. Iconoclast. Yeah, iconoclast. Yes, exactly. Whoa, like where, when he we, was in Gattaca. <laughs> Gore Vidal was in Gattaca? Weird. Yeah. Underrated oh, movie. Oh, that's where I know him from. I know him from the movie With Honors. 
with Joe Pesci, <laughs> Brendan Fraser. That's how I know who Gore Vidal is. Because I was looking at his face. I was like, why does he look so familiar? He was a teacher in that movie where Joe Pesci plays like a fairly like exuberant and brilliant homeless man that lives on the campus of Harvard. And all of these people at Harvard live with him. It's a great movie. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, according, I help. To- I help the show. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, according to Gore Vidal... <laughs> Famous silent film actress Marlene Dietrich both had an affair with JFK's father, Joe Kennedy, in the 30s and slept with President Kennedy in the White House when she was in her 60s. I don't know. (laughs) I'll share a lot of things with my dad. I don't particularly need to do that. Well, apparently, from what Gore Vidal said, from what Marlene Dietrich told him, like she was invited to the White House when she was in her 60s. Apparently, JFK had had a crush on her since he was a kid because he remembered her being around all the time when he was growing up. Uh Yeah, because he he was fucking her five. (laughs) (laughs) Having sex with his dad. Dad, yeah, yeah. He made he made a move. She's like, you know, I'm quite a bit older than you, and he's like, I don't care. I think you're beautiful. And then so he has sex with her. It's wham bam. Thank you, man. And uh-huh. then afterwards, he's like, Did you sleep with my father? She's like, No, but he did try. And then John F. Kennedy goes, I knew he was lying all these years. I know it. Rich people. (laughs) Wait a second. Let me smell your vagina. (laughs) I smell my father's cock. (laughs) God. You know, people always criticize like Jerry Springer. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, oh, my God, look at those people. Uh, Look at those disgusting people. The wealthy elites are the most incestuous, most disgusting group of people that there is. There's a whole Vanity Fair article like just about this, like just Ugh. about Marlene Dietrich and the Kennedy family. And yeah, it's all very socialite uh, centric. It's all these rich people like coming together and hanging out with each other and all the weird shit that happens between, you know, especially rich people in like the 30s. Ugh. I did I did hear DiCaprio once say, which is true, and he was just like, Unfortunately, I can only date supermodels. I know. Because they're the only people that understand me. So when he said something like that, you're like, oh, okay. That's that's why all of these people have to fly in old silent movie stars to make love to because they're the only ones that can, I guess, keep a tight lip about it, even though you're having sex with the whole family. Well, that's why you always want to go with the silent movie stars, not the ones that are in the talkies. (laughs) (laughs) I got puns today. Now, the thing to remember about the Kennedys was that their fame did not begin with JFK. He was not the first famous Kennedy. Joe Kennedy was a well-known figure in American politics and had been a well-known figure for decades. In addition to that, his, his paternal grandfather was a state senator and JFK's maternal grandfather had been both a congressman and mayor of the city of Boston for hmm. two terms. Damn. So Kennedy comes from political stock. So when John F. Kennedy started getting into politics in the mid-40s, he caught the attention of one J. Edgar Hoover. (gasps) J. Edgar Hoover, of course, director of the FBI from 1935 to 1972. And he's, of course, one of the most notorious figures of the 20th century. We should cover J. Edgar Hoover. At some point... I think that he is a compelling figure. Uh-huh. He changed our country. I don't know for good or for bad. Uh, I think, obviously, we. I think when his name comes up, 
I mean, I am I am want to maybe make one or two comments about him wearing female underwear, sure. panties, and thongs. I mean, because it seems to be the only thing that I want to joke about. But I know that there are so many other layers of things that are horrible about Jared Coover. Oh, yeah. yeah. That are, th- are not just him wearing panties. Isn't it But that's strange? not even horrible. That's the nicest thing about him. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that strange that, like, back in the day, that was, like, the thing that he had to keep quiet? Yeah. And now everyone's like... That is the only thing that makes you relatable. <laughs> yeah, you turn the FBI, you tried to like create an SS yes. for America with the FBI and now the only thing we can all everybody's so appalled by the fact that you had like mesh on where your ball hairs could come through where I think it's nice to see those little spiders. Sure. Mm-hmm. What what name do you think sends more of a ugh, Richard Nixon, J. Edgar Hoover? Ooh, Nixon. Nixon. Yeah. Yeah, you go Nixon. Okay. I'm going to go I'm going to go Nick cuz I Nick, think Hoover actually had more power. Although the, I think the, no. Nixon Nixon extended the war yeah. in Vietnam for uh, on purpose for years and technically committed treason. But did not uh, Hoover wanted the war. Well, I guess he was out of the office. No, he, he was there in the he beginning was, of the he war. He died uh, in, yeah, near the there. end of the war. He died yeah. in 1972. Oof. Yeah. So he, but he was FBI director until the day he fucking died. He was, I Damn. think, 77 years old when he died, and he was still FBI director. Wow. The thing is about J. Edgar Hoover is that he would use the FBI to hoard compromising information about public figures, and he'd just keep it in his back pocket for Mm. whenever he needed favors or if those people decided to fuck with him. And as soon as JFK was on Hoover's radar, Hoover started a file on JFK's many sexual conquests. Mm. JFK knew that Hoover had information on most of his affairs because Hoover told him he had the information. Because what good is that information if the other people don't know you have it? Absolutely. I know you fucking. I know <laughs> what you fucking you boss yeah. boy. Yeah. You know that you know that I'm having sex with a bunch of women, which makes me like a super cool dude. You think that's going to hurt my <laughs> presidential candidacy? You don't know what's fun. I arrest people. That's fun. That's so masculine. It's so masculine. It's so fun. Yeah, I wish I had breasts. I do. I wish I had them, and I could go get them if I want to. I'm head of the FBI, but I don't because I have to hold myself back. You know, Mr. Hoover, if you want to wear a woman's dress, you can. You don't have Stop to be ashamed. You don't, have, you don't have to be ashamed. Yeah, you Reach out to me. No, why are you? I'm not your dad. Reach out to me. (laughs) I know you're a real person down there. I know you have to have a soul. Nope. (laughs) Well, JFK fucking hated. J. Edgar Hoover, because of Hoover course. constantly had something to hang over his head. And he also didn't agree with the way Hoover conducted the FBI. Mm. And it's said that JFK tried to get rid of J. Edgar Hoover in 1962, but Hoover brought up Kennedy's alleged affair with Judith Campbell, who was also attached to mobster Sam Giancana, and Kennedy backed off. Is that Sammy the Bull? I think that's Sammy the Bull. Is that no, Sammy the Bull? No, that's not Sammy the Bull. Sammy the Bull was, I believe, in the 80s. I know nothing about mobsters. I don't know much about mobsters either. Although I am wearing full velour suits now, so I will learn instinctively. Just one you know, of these you are also, you. I don't want to blow up the spot, but you drink at a mob bar. Yeah, you know that, right? <laughs> you know what? Oh, I know that. What's funny is I was about to say it's like, man, one of these days, like we're not going to know where you are, and we're going to find you on Graham Avenue. And then, yeah, I just realized you do drink on Graham Avenue, which yeah, is it's a, Graham between is, Metropolitan and Meeker is like the. <laughs> it's seriously the Iceman killed someone uh, two blocks away from one of my favorite yeah, sports. Serpico, <laughs> Serpico happened on that street. It happened where the Blue Stove is. Yeah, it's yeah, where crazy. I used to work, where I used to wash dishes. That is that is why I love Brooklyn. Because of the history. Mm-hmm. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Uh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine, that's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and we might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love fast-growing trees because I just moved here to Los Angeles. I've got a yard now, and I'm doing all the landscaping myself. I love working in my garden. I love planting stuff. I love growing stuff. And the cool thing about fast-growing trees that I really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in. I'm in growing zone 10, and they can tell you exactly what type of trees or plants, or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that'll the red will really pop nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a Satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you've ever been to a nursery. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen. 
in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, concerning the affair with Judith Campbell, it is actually documented through phone records, although former Kennedy staffers and supporters all strongly deny that there was ever a relationship between the two of them. Mm. Even so, in her memoir entitled My Story, Campbell said... Thank God it's not called My Struggle. (laughs) That that has bad connotations. Well, she said that she was introduced to John F. Kennedy through Frank Sinatra (gasps) in Las Vegas in 1960, back when when Kennedy was still running for president. Wow. That's fun, man. Yeah, to be a fly on the wall there, just watching these people. uh, 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 I'll get out of here. Where's my salad? I ordered a salad from room service 45 minutes ago. Well, Kennedy and Sinatra, like, knew each other. They were friends. They hung out. And... Shared lovers as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the thing. They are, these. That's the. You know. These are not like pansexuals, like David Bowie or Mick Jagger, or even now like a Timothy Shamalinga Ding Dong, or one of these like young actors that could probably fuck for hours on end. These like threesomes with Frank Sinatra and JFK lasted two minutes of them just clinking scotch glasses while you blow them through their tuxedo pants and then they sit there but the whole time they're like we gotta blow up Cuba Frank like they're having like the most intense cladestine weird like OSS style conversations it's like it's gotta be at least that's gotta be interesting so you're like blowing Frank Sinatra going like Hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. Like, but what happens is you start to absorb secrets that might just put you in danger. Mm-hmm. I feel like a victim of MK Ultra thinking of Frank Sinatra and JFK. That's something that people would be like, oh, you're insane. Like, no, I was blowing Frank Sinatra when he was talking to Kennedy about blowing up Cuba. And they're like, yeah, you're an idiot. Well, I mean, there were uh, quite a few of these women were sexually free as well. Like Marlene Dietrich, when she later talked about all this, she's like, I had many sexual partners. And they're like, why? She's like, they asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Marlene. All right. <laughs> well, this woman claimed that they started their affair in Las Vegas 
and continued it for two more years while Kennedy was in the White House. Hmm. But this woman also made plenty of outlandish claims. She said that Kennedy once, she was there, she said she was there, she said that Kennedy once went out, hired a whole shitload of sex workers, brought them back to the White House, and they had a party at the White House pool. He's like Post Malone. <laughs> cool. But I do feel bad for Jackie at some oh, point. Of course. Because oh, she yeah. really is just watching all of this happen while she just gets to pick out swatches. Well, I think Jackie also had lovers. She must like, have had I'd, some side pieces. I think Jackie had an affair with one of the Secret Service agents. Ooh, that's like, a hunk. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a hunk. But yeah, I but think I think they, they have, were both dabbling. I think they had an understanding. Well, my question is, the Onassis family was very famous as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So this was just this was a marriage for political convenience, that's right? That's why they call it Camelot. Well, I, what I've heard, though, is that she had real affection for JFK, and the mm. two of them actually did have fun with each other. And it's like specifically JFK and the Unspeakable, that book kind of spells out that their time during Texas was actually a kind of a peak for their relationship. They mm. had kind of, uh, they were opening up more to each other, and it was a thing. But I, I think they had genuine affection for each other. I think that yeah. they also knew that they both served a purpose to each other. JFK with Jackie Onassis created a picture of the country that then unfortunately when that bubble was popped right. led to kind of the the kind of diasporic whatever the 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 fallout of that which is kind of a, just a massive bummer and went from things being super fun and cool to we just killed the cool president now all we right. get is screaming LBJ and you know what? I don't want to, man, sometimes we're just too good at this. And I want to warn the audience for what I'm about to say, because it is really, really funny. Um, Jackie Onassis, um, he he definitely showed her what was on his mind in Texas. Um, You're because- a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. It's a pun. It's God damn it. I did. I, Jesus that's, Christ. You, you <laughs> are. Oh All right. Ben, problematic. You are speaking about the president I of the know, United I'm States of America. Of United States. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? I'm against what happened to John F. Kennedy. Brave. Thank you. They said I couldn't do it. But without a doubt, JFK's most famous sexual partner and his most well-known affair was with film actress Marilyn Monroe. Ooh, Norma Jean. Man, she, she, was, she was hot. Not to, I mean, not to wow. say anything too controversial. Oh we are really making some bold choices yeah. today. Real brave yeah, to say hot. Marilyn Monroe was hot. <laughs> but she was like five foot two as well. But I like, you know, oh, who? Well, Marilyn well, Monroe, what was it about her? Because if you, it's funny because the. She was ob- funny. She was funny. She was, funny. She was a total funny. character. and She really was brilliant. Tr- yeah. She was very, very smart. Uh, you must remember this as a really good uh, series on Marilyn Monroe. I like that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mar- Marilyn, she was funny. She was beautiful. You know, she was in, you know, uh, everyone loved her when she was in movies. Uh, but she's now known as one of the most tragic pop culture figures of the 20th century. Yeah. And back then, she was the one of, the one of, if not the biggest movie star in the world. And her life was indeed tragic. But her tragedy only deepens when you consider her relationship with John F. Kennedy. While JFK thought of her as nothing more than a sexual conquest, Monroe at one point considered John F. Kennedy the love of her life. Oh, no. Reportedly, she fantasized about a storybook ending with JFK, where the president would divorce Jackie Kennedy, kick her and their children out of the White House, (laughs) marry Marilyn, and move her in, all while remaining president. Wow. 
It was I, not it, a realistic. <laughs> it was not a realistic fantasy. But she was notorious for that type of magical thinking, almost where she was a very sensitive and loving. I'm, I'm not going to say naive, but she was kind of almost childlike, and she kind of thought that. And this is where we talk about how power can inherently manipulate. Right. JFK is the president. You are have become. You now are on this kind of magical ride where you are a chosen person by American society to be a movie star. Like, and this was different. This is when you were a movie star in the 1960s. Every human being knew your name. Yeah. Like you, there, there, so many people knew who the hell you were because there were so little avenues of entertainment. You can't right. have little niche groups like we have. Exactly. She was out there, and she was she was already a, an icon. Right. And just the the build of it, because you could see, be like, and then we're gonna live together, and then I'm gonna get a giraffe, and I'm gonna name him <laughs> Thomas, and then then I'm gonna send missiles to Cuba myself, wipe them out one by one, and we'll go. Going to Vietnam, and we're gonna wipe out each one of those villages and spray poison on all of those families. Well, Marilyn. Marilyn. <laughs> Marilyn. Wow, your Marilyn Monroe sounds just like your Michael Jackson. It does. It's very similar. It's very similar. I didn't realize Marilyn was such a war hawk, but I guess it makes sense. Now, JFK eventually saw the dangers that a fantasy like this could pose, especially <laughs> considering how famous and famously unstable Marilyn Monroe was. Because by the time you got to the late, uh, by the time you got to the early '60s, Marilyn Monroe was starting to have some very public breakdowns. Mm. Uh, well, but then she was because she was with Joe DiMaggio. And that didn't work out. Joe DiMaggio fell in love with her de- desperately, but it didn't work out. And then she was with a very famous playwright, Arthur Miller, really? who was a, so. But that was more intellectual and strange because that was her trying to appeal to. I'm smart. I'm smart too. And so she wanted to be with this guy, but then it was very cold. And so, she, but all of these massive flameouts yeah. were happening, and the president's like, ah, well, all right, yeah, all right. You're going to need to get out of here. Yeah. I am very surprised Arthur Miller was able to do that. He wrote The Crucible, right? Crucible, yeah. Crucible. Yeah. Crucible? <laughs> Crucible. Crucible. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys. He pursued paper and a taper and he goes click, 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 click. And he makes people to each other. I just feel like he's not really worthy of Marilyn Monroe. That's all I'm going to say. What are you talking about? He was a genius. An absolute but genius. How do you think the crucible? The crucible is a brilliant piece of art. It's fine. I'm just saying he's not a hunk. <laughs> we have to have things that equalize everybody's standings in this life. Arthur Miller had his brain. His brain was equivalent to Marilyn Monroe's status. You have to All equal right. it out. How else? How do how do ugly men like us have sex? You have to have something else. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. I'll give it to him. Well, the story goes that Kennedy sent his brother, Bobby, who was also attorney general at the time, hmm. to Monroe's place to break it off. But instead, the rumor goes that she ended up having an affair with Bobby as well. Whoa, Ooh. that must have been an awkward conversation when he comes back. And he's like, well, <laughs> uh, I got good news and bad news. The good news is it is off. The bad news is I'm having sex with her now. <laughs> And this is the point where we really get into the conspiracy. In 1962, Monroe famously sang Happy Birthday, Mr. President. And have you seen on, it? 
Oh, dude, this on-camera performance <laughs> yes. is so dripping with sexual tension <laughs> it is awkward. that we still talk about it today. I would imagine that our listeners, more of you seen, more of you have seen the Happy Birthday, Mr. President video than have seen an actual Marilyn Monroe movie. Yeah, I'm sure that it that's is, the case. I'm surprised Jackie didn't shoot her in the frickin' head. <laughs> well, by that point, she was not going to many public events with JFK. Like, they used to have their separate events and their together events, because this was a birthday celebration for JFK. He went alone. The smile on his face. He looks like when I discovered weed. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like an 18-year-old me. He's going like, oh! Like, he was so excited to see it, and she's just smashing those boobies together. She's like, she is. Mr. <laughs> full sexy baby, and so it is wild that they let that happen. Yeah. Like just being like, oh, I fucked that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was in there, and they're all like, "Good work, Jack. Good work." Yeah. I mean, it's such a cultural. I mean, there was a fucking Wayne's World joke, you know. Oh my god! Happy it, birthday, Mr. President. It is a, it is a, a cultural cut touchstone for twentieth century history. Absolutely. Well, following that, it was rumored. They discovered, the government discovered, JFK, whoever you want to say, the Secret Service, they discovered that Marilyn Monroe was keeping a detailed diary outlining every experience she ever had with both the president Mm -hmm. and Bobby Kennedy, which meant that Monroe had the power to blow up the entire dynasty. Hmm. Which is so sad. She really was just trying to remember and she was just chock full of pills. Interesting. Did she really have a diary? Don't know. This, but this is all the speculation. Okay, this so is she all had a the lot speculation. This is all. This, this is, is not all dog rumor. meat says. Yeah, this is no. This, this is, is not is, dog oh meat says. No, I have no, a no. feeling it's not going to end well for Marilyn. Of course, Marilyn Monroe on August fourth, nineteen sixty-two, was found dead. Now, officially, her death was ruled as a probable suicide due to an overdose of pills and considering her myriad mental health issues that were only getting worse leading up to 1962 this is a reasonable conclusion mm-hmm. but according to conspiracy theorists monroe was murdered by the kennedys to keep her from going public with her affair i mean if you think about this as far as conspiracy goes let's start with sandy hook was fake to this one <laughs> This is not that implausible, no. right? Because oh, she I don't did, think if so. she had enough information, these people are very freaking serious. Yeah. If from what I am been reading about the CIA in the 1960s, uh, they were very, very powerful and they were kind of out of control. They had a lot of shit going on. They, they were completely outside of the office of the president. Anything really could have happened. They had manuals on how to kill people in ways yeah. that they were undiscoverable. That was kind of their whole thing. Well, this is not a CIA conspiracy, though. This it's is secret a Secret Service, service conspiracy. Oh. But there's also Secret Service bullshit that we are going to cover very heavily in our JFK conspiracy episodes. Because, again, it was like private police for the president. And so they, they have a what they believe a bottom line, which is that we have to protect the presidency. And this is more games of throny than it is now. Now mm-hmm. more, more people are willing to politically throw somebody under the bus then i kind of almost feel like they took their jobs of protecting the president almost a little too literally well i mean it 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 begs the question is like at what point does threats both foreign and domestic become 
threats to power. Interesting point. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it could be that the Secret Service decided to do this on their own. It could be that they did it under the orders of the president. Or Hmm. it could be that Marilyn Monroe just killed herself. All right. I wish they could do the thing, but like, just send a send a Secret Service guy over there just to break up with her. You know I mean? Maybe like, that's what happened. <laughs> but then the Secret Service guy starts sleeping with her, and the whole thing just starts all oh, over again. I got good gosh. news and bad news. The good news is the relationship is over. The bad news is she is dead. Yeah. She is. She dead. is dead. She is dead. Now, from what conspiracy theorists say, the level of barbiturates found in Marilyn Monroe's blood was equal to forty pills. That's what the autopsy wow. said. Ooh-wee. But. There was no residue of the capsules in her stomach. If this is true, then that means that the barbiturates would have had to be delivered in another way. But an injection would have left a mark. So the evidence put forth by theorists suggests something far worse. Rectal. Yes. Rectal. Is that serious? What? Yes, that is absolutely serious. Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe's body was found naked, and a pathologist determined that her lower intestine was bruised, very bruised. Get out of which here. Which means what? that the fatal dose of barbiturates could have been delivered by either a suppository or an enema. They butt dosed her? They might now, have. That's, that's a possibility. It is a possibility. How do you accidentally or make it seem like an accident to butt dose someone well that's the you thing. have to be like it's only oh the remote control's over there it's over there on the floor like you throw the remote control off yeah. the room and go like, i get it and she's not wearing anything underneath her robe and then you pretend to sneeze as she bends over <laughs> and then you throw the pills at her asshole no i would imagine if oh if we're going with God. this scenario i would imagine four secret service agents showed up very large men held her down stripped her naked and delivered the uh oh. delivered the fatal oh. Oh or a suppository, one of the two. But that's but why would you just one of shoot the, her? That's in the head? one of the theories. There's another because you need to make it look like a suicide. You have to make ah, it look like a suicide, geez. and this makes it look like. And if you don't look too closely, then it does look like a suicide. There's also another theory uh, that she was given this uh, this enema, but what actually killed her was a um, a shot of air to her heart. Which caused a brain embolism, and that is what actually killed her. There's a couple of different theories. And furthermore, the coroner was reportedly pressured by his superiors quite hard to sign off on the death as a suicide. Because he was saying, like, there's some weird shit here. And then the superiors came down and said, like, you need to sign this off right now. We need to get this done. And within 12 hours of that death, all her telephone records vanished. Oh, my God. Which could have only been done by the FBI or, hmm. more likely, the Secret Service. Wow. This is It's very, because it is shady as fuck, right? Right, Which yeah. is what we talk about quite often as we deep, as you peer deeper into the JFK storylines, how many of these kind of, like, wiggity things happen again and again and again. Like, why, though? Besides just, maybe just general interest. Right. Maybe she did commit, there's one storyline here where she did commit suicide, and then retroactively they realized how much information she had and then they scrubbed her. They went through everything as much as possible and tried to do it after the fact she committed suicide because now she's dead and now they can get away with it or they killed her. I mean, it it could very well be that, you know, there's a lot of phone... Yeah, there very well could be that Marilyn Monroe called up the White House, called up the, the line that she has to Jack Kennedy or to Bobby Kennedy and threatened to kill herself and said, like, if you don't leave your wife... 
I'm going to kill myself. And uh, then she actually killed herself. And if people look into those phone records, they say, oh, look, she called... The, why was she calling the president? Why was right. she calling Bobby Kennedy right before she killed herself? That introduces a lot of fucking awkward questions that they don't necessarily want to answer. So it could be that they scrubbed the lines because of that. And there was no, mm. there was no, again, it's not a conspiracy to murder. It's a conspiracy to cover up. That could be it as well. So we do know for a fact that her death probably benefited the Kennedys. Her death absolutely benefited okay. the that's, Kennedys. That's, that's, yeah. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she was a rogue agent out there with a lot of sensitive information right it came from the fact that a man will say anything the moment before he comes up until he's coming when he is up to the point where he's fully like you can get him to convince i think it's more effective than torture yeah. if you can get him to shoot right afterwards and go so like oh now you're gonna have to die marilyn unfortunately you should have let me come first he only he, he so he like screams Fidel Castro's name and then comes yeah. a bunch. I don't know. Who the hell? We knows? put in a fake butler in the Castro household. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly. But, but this is another thing. It's just like so many other things. And the Kennedy assassination will absolutely Ugh. never know the truth. And that's the funny thing is that had it not been for Kennedy uh, being murdered. Uh, this might have been like the big conspiracy involving John F. Kennedy. Like when yeah. you look back on John F. Kennedy, like when people say like, oh, John F. Kennedy, he's so, he was such a great president. It's like, well, did you know that he probably killed Marilyn Monroe? I also- and now it's And now it is just, it's one, this is the, one of the lowest of the JFK side quests when it yeah. comes to the conspiracy. I guess I'm having a bit of a hard time understanding. I know that we were in a much more traditional time when it comes to marriage, when it comes to, mo there was a lot more monogamy. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't know if this would have sunk his presidency. I mean, all of a sudden we find out that I the president know. had sex this with is... the biggest actress in... in uh, at that, I don't know. At that time, it would have time. been guaranteed to sink his presidency. I think I, so, I, because I, it was really wasn't about... This, wasn't it an open secret, though? People, no, no, this is before no, no. now. This is they used to be able to contain information before the internet. I right. really do believe that. I think that yeah. no one truly knew. I think that there was rumors. I think when she came out and basically did the like squishing her fluids onto a stage, <laughs> singing for his birthday, I think that might have made a bunch of people go, huh, huh. That seemed really flirtatious. Like, I think that that might have been a thing. And quite of that honestly probably does help some of the buzz of the president saying, yeah. like, Marilyn Monroe is openly flirting with the president. And that's kind of cool. Just but cut cut to the old men Muppets being like, they're fucking. They're definitely <laughs> they fucking. Are fucking. Well, that's one of the things that I um, was wondering as far as, like, conspiracy goes, like conspiracy to kill John F. Kennedy goes. It's like, if they truly wanted jfk out of the oval office if they truly wanted him to stop fucking with them why didn't they just release the information about his many affairs they had proof they had proof like it would have sunk it would have been guaranteed to sink a second term for john f kennedy why wouldn't they just do that that's so huh. much cleaner it's so much simpler than murdering him hiring corsican mafia members to murder him or anti-castro uh rebels to murder him like why wouldn't they just release his i don't know say like hey the president fucked 20 women last year right. including one of the biggest movie stars in the world like why wouldn't they just do that if you believe some of the more passionate conspiracy theories it it, it was done on purpose to show we can kill a president 
in front of hundreds of eyewitnesses eh. in public in a convertible and no one can stop us. That is the that is the most nefarious if we want to take right, the, right. the levels of like that is the level red version of the CIA wanted to show everybody how big their fucking cock and balls was. Right. But I don't think I think it's very insane, but who knows that the because what we'll get into if you the book JFK and the Unspeakable really paints it that the CIA was immensely I'm going to say almost they weren't angry they were disappointed with the fact that they Uh-oh. were slowly but surely getting kicked out of the White House and they weren't being listened to for their the, all of their various suggestions none of their shit was being listened to and they maybe wanted to make a really nasty point yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Who yeah, knows? it also seems like Hoover could have just released this stuff at any time. Maybe they were planning on it, and then Oswald got in the way, and they were like, well, it's going <laughs> to... I guess... I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, but Hoover liked having it because that meant... the Hoover holding on to it meant that he could stay in power. Oh, my God, buddy. You know what it's all about? Henry, you know what it's all about? Battlefield what? Earth. Leverage. Le- Leverage. Was- Battlefield Earth? Yes. <laughs> It's yes. all leverage. The entire movie is John Travolta talking about leverage. It's such a, it is not a good film. Oh, it is um, one of the worst movies of all time. Oh no! And I if you want to hear g- more about Battlefield Earth, listen to this week's movie sign. They oh, did a, you guys they did it. A, they, they, it? they did an episode on it. Yeah, and Trace is in the studio and everything. It's a great episode. That's great. I want to tell you a tiny little bit. This is a quick little sidebar of a just to show an example of just. Some of the craziness that happens inside of the JFK conspiracy, JFK assassination conspiracy. Okay. One is there's a famous character within this. Well, we will hit a bunch of these as we go through our conspiracy series. But one of these guys, one of the famous kind of, I want to say entities of the JFK assassination was a character called Umbrella Man. Umbrella Man was a man that was seen very publicly from one angle from the Sapruder film and another angle from a very famous picture, I believe, by Mary Moreland? Moreman? Mormon. It's the the Mormon picture. That's also where Badge Man comes in and all that shit. Yeah, it's Badge Man, all that kind of shit. And there's a picture of a man on a... Because on November 22nd, 1963, it was a beautiful day. Temperate. It had stopped raining. The sun was shining. There's a picture of a man standing... Right by JFK as he is getting shot with an open black umbrella Mm -hmm. for no reason. And it became a series and a focus of contention for many, many people for many years. And it's one of those showings that show we, we we don't know a heck of a lot. There's a lot of ominous shit comes out of the JFK assassination that you start to think like, oh, there's no way there's a normal explanation for whatever this is. There's no way. This has to be something that in- involving the conspiracy. But then you find out sometimes some of these things just have an explanation from left field that totally makes sense. And you're left wondering, oh, shit, what the hell is this? Yeah. Well, is it possible he had very sensitive skin like that one character for I was watching Logan uh-huh. and the character that can't go out in the sun? He burns and burns and burns. Yeah. Maybe he had something like that. He was just trying to block block the sun. No, nope, it was uh, stupider than that. It was. Yeah, you'll yeah. see. It's very interesting. <laughs> what happened? Because what did do? Umbrella yeah. Man had a large function in Oliver Stone's film JFK. And the idea was that the Umbrella Man, what he was doing in the conspiracy world, was either signaling when JFK was at the proper point to be shot, where he opened up his umbrella, and then the shots from the 12 different assassins that were all in <laughs> Dealey Plaza could all ring out at once, right? Or it itself was a weapon. The CIA had a, during the House of the Panel of the Investigation of Assassinations, I forget that what they did in the 70s, mm-hmm. the redo of the Warren Commission. Yeah, the House panel. 
one of those things they showed was a, a possible idea of a weapon that could come from an umbrella, like the fucking penguin, that you'd open up an umbrella and it would shoot a paralyzing dart oh. into JFK. That that's what they said uh, one of his throat wounds was, was a dart that went into his chest that made him do what we now know, thanks to our listeners, um, yes. what's called the decorturate posture. Ah, where he got shot called. into... That's called it's called a decorderate posture. And yep. then we went up in that weird little hands under his chin, arms straight out. They thought he was getting paralyzed by a dart from this umbrella. Turns out, all that's horseshit. Okay, yeah. what happened? Well, the umbrella dart, that was also a big Bill Cooper thing as well. The shelf, yes. the shelf, they say it was like a shellfish toxin that was shot into the president uh, to uh, paralyze him. Is it wrong that I want it to be true? Because <laughs> that sounds really fun. We all do, but there's a lot of stuff that turns out is did you see the thing i sent you last night i haven't watched it yet when you do that you'll learn there's a lot of other shit that then comes up that is also nefarious as fuck but this is very interesting so during the united states house select committee on assassinations they want to be like where is this umbrella man bring him to us we want to see the umbrella man we will we will not believe anything until we meet this man and then finally a man named louis stephen witt he came forward in 1978 saying, I am Umbrella Man. Okay. He, there is a really interesting mini doc on the New York Times website from Errol Morris called The Umbrella Man that also is a good little explanation. His name was Louis Stephen Witt. He, uh, he claimed that he had this umbrella, right? And he brought it into the commission. And they opened it and they looked at it to make sure it wasn't a weapon. <laughs> and he said he brought the umbrella to heckle Kennedy himself. For his father, Joseph, who was a supporter of the Nazi-appeasing British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain. Uh-huh. This is because, so it's it's nerd shit. Yeah. yeah. He said by waving a black umbrella, he was showing, because that was supposed to be Neville Chamberlain's trademark fashion accessory. Oh. He used to bring a black umbrella everywhere that he would remind JFK in a protest of his father, appearing alongside someone who would dare appease anything close to anything close to an agreement with yeah. the Nazis. I'm going to say this to Louis. He overthought it. <laughs> when you see the president, you be like, fuck you! Fuck you, buddy! Fuck you, buddy! That's all you got to do. do. Well, I mean, Joe Kennedy, he was one of those guys that uh, he, he thought that World War II was a European affair. He wanted to keep America out of it. He wanted to keep... He was... Uh, he did like to... He wanted to appease Hitler and just like, if we just get him this... He wanted no war at any cost. Well, you, if you think about the economic of it, um, you know, that's probably not a bad idea. <laughs> but it's but, just very interesting to see one of those. It's his left field explanation for wow. something that was highly mysterious. Interesting. But when you watch the thing I send you, Dog Meat, you're going to see it is literally it is wild. It made me go. Uh, it's just another one of those. Uh, I am starting to think. Uh-oh. I'm getting closer and closer to thinking that there was maybe another shooter, but how, I don't know. How wild is it? As wild as like the the Badgeman photo where they tried. No, really- that is dumb. Badgeman <laughs> is dumb. We will get into Badgeman, yeah, but Badgeman is really really stupid. Yeah. It is not real. That yeah. that is not, it is not in that picture. Are we getting into? Can we get into that today? Or are we doing that in our conspiracy uh, episodes? Let's just say Badgeman is a, a, a an, an example of periodelia. Um, you know where you would you call me? <laughs> I think it's called periodelia, where it's seeing uh, human characteristics in blobs, uh, in pictures, and, and various other things. Where they they saw there someone took a picture 
uh, and through that picture, people have been able to uh, see a possible second shooter they wearing are... a badge. You know, so it's say like, okay, this is a guy that you know was part of the assassination squad, and he dressed as a police officer in order to blend in that day. Okay legitimately it is so it is it's interesting to see how it is a real life version of you doing the dogman segment last live show where you just put lines over a smudge and they're like there he is right there you see the clear outline of a police officer behind the fence and like you just made an outline yeah you just it is not outlining anything because then they just added more outlines as you get through the men the men who shot kennedy they're just like and actually there was another man over here and actually there was a toucan standing right there which we actually do believe was a trained cia toucan that was selling cereal very interestingly bizarre fruit loopy Uh, indeed and by the way our special will be coming out very soon very soon last year's live show we filmed it in wonderful new orleans and that will be out for you to buy very very soon yeah and the more they got started talking to witnesses uh, that were on the grassy knoll that were in Dealey Plaza. The more they started talking to those witnesses, the more they were able to shape the smudges into the sorts of things that they needed them to be uh, in order to put forth their fear, their theory. I mean, we learned this from the TV show Lost. Smoke can be a monster. It can, <laughs> it can be it very can. dangerous. Very, very can. dangerous. You know what it has? Ask anybody with lung cancer, Kissel. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Think about that. Think about what you said. I'm thinking about it. And be responsible for it. I am responsible for it. Mm -hmm. I've given up the vape. Why? Why? It saved your life. My vape? Yeah, but that's the thing. Because you were smoking two packs a day. Now I need to give up the vape to save my life. Now, oh, now, you're, the now you got to get off the lozenges. You are, just, you are seriously Uncle are Buck right now. <laughs> hey, man. Quitting, so sometimes quitting smoking does take seven years. Yeah, I'm, I'm quitting smoking. I'm it's, onto cigars now. That's chewing tobacco. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so, I'm moving okay. to pipes. Then you're yeah, moving yeah. to pipes. Yeah. Good. But don't worry. Yeah, everyone, if you're if you're looking to quit out there, sometimes it takes a long time, but oh, never yeah. give up. I haven't had a, a cigarette proper in years. But Hell I, yeah, buddy. So, that means a lot. Because yeah, then you get all good. that asbestos out of your system. Yeah. You know what's yeah. a good, uh, we watch right now, if you are doing the uh, stay-at-home thing, which you should, uh, g- fucking amazing stories. Not the new one on Apple TV, the old one. Mm-hmm. Amazing stories is good. Also, another thing that's fucking amazing right now, Dark. Dark. Oh, is, Dark came technically, I think, came out two years ago. We are just discovering we're it. We're just discovering it, but Dark is the shit. It's fucking amazing. It's like uh, Twin Peaks mist mixed with Lost, mixed with Stranger Things a little bit, Ooh. but not anywhere. It like takes all the cute out of Stranger Things, and you think it's starting off like, oh, this is mm-hmm. just Stranger mm-hmm. Things, and then it totally turns into something else. It's fucking fantastic. So I love it. If you were looking for recommendations of what to watch from three uncles, you got it. You got it. Also, if you run out of toilet paper and they're not selling it in the store, you could just wash your ass in the shower. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a detachable shower head, that's what I was telling my, that's what I was telling Carolina a couple of days ago. Is that like, yeah, if yeah, we run out of toilet paper, we got well, a detachable shower head. We've got a, a bidet already set well, up in you're, our fucking you're, yeah, you're going to lose part, your wife to that fucking detachable no, well, shower head as soon as she starts coming. Massive buckets. When you're a woman, you could switch from your butt to your pussy back and forth. Exactly. Is uh, that disgusting? That's what they do. What do you mean? That's what they do. They go into they the shower. It. They. I have seen it. They go to the shower. They run it. the water. Yeah, it's nice great. And temperate. Yeah, of course. No, yeah. This is a great time to be alive. 
Absolutely. If you want to, now that you mentioned the going to shower to wash the tushy, the mystery pooper episode of Roundtable of Gentlemen, if you haven't listened to that, go and listen to that because it's one of the funniest trials of all time. Um, <laughs> I think that might be what happened. Yeah. I think someone was washing their butt in the shower. This uh-huh. is a little bit inside baseball for those folks oh, that don't know Roundtable. You are still trying to take fucking control of this narrative. I didn't You're do it. You're still trying to do this. I didn't do it. Yeah, for those of you who don't know this story, many years ago, someone shit in Kissel's tub. We this don't very, know who. I was not there. He I did, did not do it. There was two he, people who took a shower. Holden's wife stepped in it. Yeah. And uh, yes, and Holden's wife, Lexi, accidentally stepped in it. And we still to this day have no definitive answer as to who took a fucking shit in Kissel's tub. It is truly the biggest conspiracy we've ever covered. <laughs> I I wonder, it's almost as bad as Mattress Gate. This is what, six years ago? (laughs) Seven years ago? And we're still litigating it to this day. Oh, yeah. It's a very fun thing. The reverberations of what happens when you have gap in actual data. Right, yeah. that's, when the, that's yeah, when the actual conspiracy theories start fucking sliding in from the sides. Yeah, because if we don't have a culprit, because one of you flushed the evidence down the drain, <laughs> someone got rid of the evidence. If someone had held on to the shit, we could have taken it into a doctor and find out whose shit it was. Yeah. You know, I actually didn't ever. Ask, what is what was the crime scene protocol? She None. stepped on it and she put it down she, the we, she literally used her toe and took all that evidence and pushed it down the tree. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I think it's better she didn't collect it and put it in a petri dish. <laughs> this is the equivalent uh, of the Secret Service stealing uh, JFK's brain. That's exactly what it's like. All right, do we have any more information or are we good? We're good for this week. Thank oh, you very much for listening to the Relax Fit, everyone. Yes, thank you all so much for listening to the Relax Fit. Some sides, some uh, some side information for the JFK assassination and the. These next two episodes, they are going to be thick Very with thick. info. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to be super exciting. And it's Almost always crack research, boys. Crack research. I'm just going to keep keep it flowing, man. I'm going to be, I can't wait to not have anything constructive to talk about with my therapist besides what I know about JFK and his assassination. That's great. And your therapist said you're doing really well. Yep. She said I'm healed, actually. I graduated. Oh, yep, she I'm said healed. you were healed, huh? Yep, she said I, I'm I'm best now. Now I'm actually, I do therapy for her. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's great. No, so I passed. Uh, yeah. Well, congratulations, Grant. Yep, completely, uh, completely not insane. <laughs> I actually have a stamp that says it, like from that Simpsons episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Again, we will keep you abreast of any new information that we hear when it comes to our April book tour. Um, as of right now, everything is still a go and we will hope for the best but prepare for the worst Mm -hmm. and uh, take care of yourselves out there wash your goddamn hands wash your hands wash your wash your tush Mm -hmm. if you're sick uh, stay home yes stay home for now i know that it's difficult but let's let's do this two weeks let's see what happens in two weeks yes absolutely especially if you have uh, immune issues please take care of yourself and just just be cautious that's that's all you don't gotta you don't gotta have your hair on fire just be safe and as always be kind to your uh, fellow americans and uh, wherever you are in the world anybody you know our listeners in england i know things are getting a little weird there people out in italy i know things are getting real fucking weird Oh my goodness! Uh, I know things are, are not looking great for a lot of people, so just you know, just be kind to your your fellow human beings and uh, be careful. Take it seriously, but don't panic. Absolutely. All right, everyone, hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Again, magustalations, everyone. Hail me. 
Hail me. I'm going to go to the booze store. You're going to go to the booze store? Oh, oh man, yeah. I went to the fucking, I went to the wine <laughs> store last night to pick up a, a couple of bottles. Man, the people in my Brooklyn neighborhood, you could just hear them say like, if I'm going to be quarantined, I'm not going to go through it without a couple of bottles of Cabernet. <laughs> no, I need, a fu- I need something to cut the panic. The struggle is real. <laughs> that place was packed. Yet oh, yeah. again, Marcus. That is the irony of everyone freaking out going to the supermarket and to the liquor store. That is where it's people true. are. Oh, my God. Well, and also, if you have some uh, elderly er, elderly neighbors, the nice thing to do would be go get some groceries for them. That would be very so, sweet. So be, so, that would be really nice. So think about, think about the ways that you can, instead of thinking about the ways you can take care of yourself, think about the ways that you can be kind to each other. And if we all do that, then uh, we'll get through this together. That's and if right. you're like me, you go and you give them a bunch of nice groceries, but you put one prank grocery in there. Yeah, <laughs> I got to. Like that stinky fruit. <laughs> yeah. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. 